We're swimming way back and then we're wrong. Not here for a trophy, we're just here to have some fun. Allison and Norm don't need no podium climb, but you better have a cookie waiting at the finish line. We don't care if you slow or fast, cause all are welcome on the post-race cookie cast. Yes, all are welcome on post-race cookie cast. So, a little birdie told me that we've got one of your friends on the podcast today. Um, well, I mean, I would love to call her that. It's really more that I just kind of have a little bit of an internet crush on her and she agreed to talk to us. Oh, even better. <laughs> so we have, I don't know if people listened when we did our, our top three and we did our, our top three Instagram um, follows, but she was, she was my number one. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. And I think our dozens of listeners also remember that. <laughs> The tens of them, great. Tens of them, um, all tens. <laughs> um, so today we have we have Mies Bastille um, f- that I basically met on Instagram and just like everything about her and then coerced her into coming on the podcast and talking with us. Mies Bastille is one of the coolest names I think I've ever heard. Uh, I can't wait to figure right? out where that, that name came from. So tell, tell us a little bit about her. What, what is her, uh, what's her story? She well, okay. So she's a um, she's a hair color specialist, which is another cool thing. Um, we can talk about that later. Um, she's a full time caregiver to her father. Uh, she's a dog mom. She has a puppy named Grace that you can mm-hmm. see. She gets out there with. Um, she's a trail runner, and she leads. Um, there's a group called Trail Sisters that does local trail running communities, and she leads the Wooster. Uh, chapter in Massachusetts. Worcester. So we're, we have a Massachusetts <laughs> guest today. Is that right? We do. <laughs> I may have to drop my main accent in here. Um, she also leads the Massachusetts chapter of Tuesdays for Trash, and she's a volunteer as a trail steward. Um, she sits on the committee as the treasurer for one of her local trail systems. Um, I... I'm not sure if I met her through Trail Sisters or through Lily Trotters because we both do do both. But I'm sure I found her and then just messaged her until she finally replied. So, well, let's find out. Uh, let's find Mies, out. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me, guys. We're pretty excited to have you. <laughs> yeah, I. You, Allison's number one follow. This is really exciting. This is like. Yeah. Uh, Fan, a little fanboy, fangirling going on here. We got like a <laughs> pretty cool much. person on the podcast today. So <laughs> For it's me, a lot to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having an internet celebrity. <laughs> yeah. So are you are you up in Worcester? I am. I'm in Worcester. Yep. I love born it. and raised. <laughs> Growing up in Maine, we love to say that name of that town just because it just made us sound like such New Englanders. Um, and when I went down to college in West Virginia, I used to always say it just because it was like people were like, you're so dumb. Why do you have to say it like that? Because like, that's how you say it. That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> A lot that's of people pronounce it Worcester, which is not correct. That's right. But... <laughs> I mean, that's almost a sauce. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, add a Chester and you got a sauce there. <laughs> there it is. 
Um, well, this so is really exciting. Oh, sorry, Allison. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't really know. I can't remember. Um, I mean, so we we message on on Instagram. You are definitely one of the accounts that when I when I pull up Instagram and open it up, there are there's a small handful of people that I like actively look for and don't just um, let the feed tell me about. And yours is one. Um, especially your stories, but I don't, and we, we message, but I can't really remember, um, when that started. I feel like it's been quite a while now. Honestly, I was trying to think about that too, before coming on. And I was like, I don't even remember if it happened through trail sisters or through Lily Trotters. I don't remember exactly when it was. It was definitely at least a couple of years ago. <laughs> Right. That's and now it's just one of those things where now it's just one of those things where almost I mean, every day I check because you have some good stories every day and you share a lot of the things that I care about. Um, so now it's just one of those things I check every day um, and have, also, you know, told other people to also check. <laughs> well, let's be honest. You guys are long lost sisters because I went on the, your Instagram, <laughs> Mies. And it was as if I was looking at Allison because you guys, <laughs> you guys have the glasses. You've got very similar rutting gear. You've got like the vests and the, you've got the Lily Trotter socks. I was like, it's Allison. There's like two of them. <laughs> I know. I think we might actually have the same running vest. I think we do the same pink one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got that Nathan vest. That's a good one though. That's a good summer vest. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I just thought Allison's look was so unique to her because I had never seen. And then I'm like, nope, here's another here's a doppelganger right here. So now, you know, my secret, I was really just trying to be her the whole time. That's right. She doesn't look like you. You look like her. That's right. All right. That's All right. Now I'm saying now. Now it's out there. Now everyone knows. Um <laughs> Mies, could you so, tell us a little bit about your name? Because that's the first thing that really intrigued me. I never heard that name before, Mies. And it's spelled M-I-E-S. Is that right? Yes. So I'm going to blow your mind here. Mies is actually not my full name. So ah. Mies is my nickname because my mom was from the Netherlands. And she wanted to give me all of the family names so I have all the names <laughs> oh. and to make life really interesting when I had dual citizenship, my legal name in Holland was Mies and my legal name here in the U.S. was Marguerite. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. Well, they're both really pretty names. Yeah. So what was your, what would your full name be? <laughs> Mies Marguerite Elizabeth Marie Bastille. Oh, that's oh, the wow. best. <laughs> So at, you know, like in elementary school, going across the stage, they would still be announcing my name and I would already be off the stage and like the next kid <laughs> would be going up to my name. <laughs> oh, my. That I feel is like we like have a, like a, a baroness on the podcast today. Yeah, I know. I feel like I feel like maybe we didn't do the correct introduction and there's maybe <laughs> some protocol issues like that we probably have missed at this point. <laughs> I will add trumpets at the start, so don't worry. I could, I could put oh, that perfect. in post. Oh, okay. Now we're covered. Good deal. I feel like that might be that's that is a potential um, scantron setup for for some <laughs> rough times. I think. So. so when did you come to the United States? How old were you? 
I was born here, but my mom came here when she was 17. Okay. So okay. I am first generation here in her family. That's awesome. So cool. Yeah, so I had dual citizenship until I was 21, and she had decided to become a U.S. citizen, so then I gave up my dual citizenship at wow. that point. Well, I guess one of the, you know, one of the main reasons besides your fascinating background and your really cool name why you're on our podcast today is because you love to trail run. And yeah. once again, I thought Allison was unique in her weird uh, masochistic <laughs> uh, obsession with running in the woods for 17 hours at a time. Turns out there's more of you out there. Um, could you talk a little bit about why it, what drew you into that world for the first time and how long that's been part of your life? Oh, yeah. So I always used to go hiking with my dad, but I never really ran until I was an adult. Like I did track in high school, but I wanted to do sprinting. And my coach told me that I was a long distance runner. And I was like, <laughs> I'm never going to run long distance. Like, that's not for me. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I had some really um, successful forays into like you know, shot put and javelin. I thought I was really great at it. Not so much. So I kind of left track and field for a bit, but, um, probably, I don't know, like 10 years ago, I impulsively signed up for a Spartan race after a bad mm. breakup, <laughs> after oh, not wow. really running or doing anything. And that was a combination of trail and obstacles. And I was like, I like the trail part of this a lot. So I kind of started to explore uh, trail running from there, but I really didn't get back into it until 2018. Um, after I went, I did a solo trip to Ireland and I did mm. a lot of solo hiking, like on the coast and stuff. And I was like, Ooh. man, I love trails and I want to run trails. Like I loved it so much. So that's when I joined Team Trail Sisters and I did my first like official trail race out here in Mass. Wow. Awesome. You're going to be giving Allison some bad ideas here, like traveling <laughs> around the world. And then I'm not going to have a podcast anymore. I'm waiting for her to be like, yeah, I'm going to do the same exact thing. Uh, well, can we can discuss that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Trail Sisters, tell us a little bit more about what that is. So Trail Sisters is a women's only running group. Um, it's about empowerment in the sport. It was really started because the founder saw that there just weren't, women weren't being represented in trail running and she wanted to change that and get more people out there. So when I joined Team Trail Sisters, I actually met one of my best friends, Sam, like through the Trail Sisters group. Oh. And it just happened to coincide with Gina saying she wanted to start local groups and anyone that was interested could apply. And <laughs> Sam messaged me through Facebook and was like, hey, I know we haven't really met in person yet, but you live in Worcester. I live in Worcester. Let's start a trail running group together. And Aww. so that's how Trail Sisters Worcester was started. <laughs> I love it. I do too. That's so nice. And is it something where you guys meet and do 
like group trail runs or are there races that you, what exactly does it encompass? So trail sisters as a whole, um, now I think there's over, over 80 different local groups throughout the country. And I think there's some international and she did Whoa. just have her first trail sisters race in Colorado. I think it was a half marathon this year. Yeah. Um, but as far as the group goes, so we're women's only, we're no drops, so we're as fast as our slowest person. So everyone awesome. is welcome. All paces are welcome. And uh, when we started it, we were doing group runs like probably every week or every other week. And now with the pandemic, that's changed a little bit. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, Sam moved. So now I am the leader of the Trail Sisters Worcester group myself. And we meet up at different trails. So like Worcester is really big and we have a lot of good trail systems that we have access to within about a half an hour. So what we had decided when we started is we would rotate every group so that we could accommodate everyone. So we change our locations each group run. Oh, okay. So we rotate through a bunch of different trail systems around us. And then if people have suggestions, we'll go out and do a new trail. And then, and then trail sisters as a whole is like geared toward, or not, I mean, goal oriented towards just, um, for a long time, trail running was really a men's sport. Um, and it's really just about, um, broadening inclusivity, I guess, um, making sure women are included and making sure that women, uh, who perform are recognized because even for a long time, like even people who were women who were winning, they, women who are winning races just outright weren't, they, there might be like a prize purse at a race and there could be a, an outright female winner who would still not take that home because the male winner um, received that prize because they had it differentiated like that. So she still would receive the women's winner prize versus the male winner receiving the overall prize. So just a lot of making sure that like, uh, now there are lists, if you go to their website, there are lists of Trail Sisters approved races um, that are really focused on like women's inclusivity in the sport, um, things like that. So I love it's that. Really and, Im- oops, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going <laughs> to say, I didn't realize that disparity exists because the only trail runners I know are women. <laughs> um, I don't know a lot of trail runners and it seems so difficult that I would think only a woman could do it because you guys are way tougher than we are. Let's be frank. And so I had no idea that was the case. So I'm really, it's heartwarming to hear that there's organizations like this that are trying to fix that. Cause I have noticed that these races, you're right, Allison, that there is such a focus on the men first and then it seems like the women are the secondary award or the secondary mention. And it, it stinks because it shouldn't ma- – it's just, it's just unfortunate. So I'm really glad to see that there's people like the Trail Sisters that are fixing that. I mean it's about time. Yeah, because we're finally in an era where like uh, 
we can talk about Courtney DeWalter as much as we talk about Ian Walmsley. Mm. Um, but that hasn't, that's only been in the, the case in the last probably two years, even though she outright wins like UTMB um, over in Europe and beats out the male, the male field. And we still don't talk about it. So anyway, well, I grew up idolizing, <laughs> I grew up idolizing Joan Benoit Samuelson. So like, she oh. was like the epitome to me of a distance runner. Yeah. I never, you know, that was, she was the distance runner. Um, because she's a hero up in Maine. And so this is, this is some new information for me. I'm, I'm yeah. learning some things today. I like this. So on that line, so there's, there's that, but then also the thing, one of the things I love most about you, Mies, is your, um, is all, all the environmental work that you do and that you champion. Um, you do a lot of, like, we already talked about your, um, about Tuesdays for trash. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I, I just really <laughs> got into, got into, I love being outside so much trail running. I spend so much of my time outside and I really felt like I wanted to be giving back because I love the mm. trails so much. And I felt like, what could I do to be giving back to these trails that I love so much? Because I want them to stay around, you know, for the future. I want other people to be able to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started looking into ways um, to be a trail steward and that type of thing. And I joined um, Team Dirtbag Runners. Huh. And yeah, they um, they really push for you know, your environmental impact, what you're doing socially, like they really push for you to make those big changes. They're more than just a running group and they partner with Tuesday for Trash. And so that's how I found out about it. They did a run for the planet and Tuesdays for Trash was who we were partnering with for that. And I was really into it. And I saw that you could start your own local chapter if you wanted to. And we don't have anything like that around here. So I reached out to them to start a local chapter. So pretty much it's about picking up trash every Tuesday. It's pretty simple. You go out, you pick up your trash, you post about it, you talk about it. I mean, I joined at a time when the pandemic made group things kind of hard. So I Mm -hmm. haven't done any huge group cleanups for that reason right now, but, um, that's the plan going forward to do more community outreach, community cleanups. But for now I pick up trash on Tuesdays when I walk around the neighborhood, I talk to people about it. I have friends that pick up trash and send me their pictures of their trash, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think that's part of it. The more, especially, I mean, the more that you're out there, the more that you're, I think in, nature then you become super aware of the impact of what what we have and you start you have this kind of desperate longing to to keep it as special as you find it yeah yeah i totally agree i find that fortunately on the trail systems out here people are very respectful like i don't normally find a ton of trash it might be like a rogue goo wrapper that fell out of someone's pack, but it never looks intentional. Mainly on the trails that I run on, I mean, it's not 
trails per se, but it's like access roads and that kind of thing is where I'm seeing more of the cleanup effort yeah. needed. So we did a group cleanup with our the uh, Trail Sisters Worcester group a few weeks ago, and we picked up a ton of trash in like a short short distance, but it was off of the sides of access roads and stuff that we run on. And if you do trail races at all, you get really used to, I mean, it's, it will, you will, you'll be disqualified and never asked back um, if you throw your trash on the ground. (laughs) So um, you get really used to pack it in, pack it out. And then at some point, um, it becomes not a big deal to start picking up other people's trash as well because you're so offended by it. Yeah. I don't know about you, but my vest is like always overflowing with like yeah. trash. Yeah. I had kind of a, um, I had to have a moment. And then finally, I started carrying gloves when I went to our like my local trail because in the last, like since the pandemic, our, my, kind of local trail system i find is constantly littered with blue paper masks Hmm. um they're everywhere and the first time i didn't want to pick any of them up because it was still very like height of pandemic times when we weren't super aware of how things worked and then i just started like bringing a set of vinyl gloves and a plastic bag you mean the whole like uh, washing our groceries era of the yeah, uh, pandemic? Yeah. That's the one when you. <laughs> Isn't it so weird that we did when, that? <laughs> right when we were all like wiping down our Amazon packages and like letting them sit inside the door for a little while before we were like, "You're in quarantine before I'm allowed to open you in my home." So. <laughs> Wiping down things with Lysol, like wipes and realizing the dye from the labels were coming off and yeah, a, a real weird time. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Mies, if you need more trash, just come down here to the South. We got all the trash you need. Yeah. Uh, all of it. You're going to need like 12 or 14 vests. I mean, we'll fill you right up. <laughs> I just uh, carry a lot of dog waste bags with me. Oh, yeah, for sure. With um, trash, it's easier to pick it up. Well, and also, if you're used to picking up after dogs, it also doesn't feel as bad. So, yeah, picking yeah. up a mask with a plastic bag doesn't feel as gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> one thing about Allison that we've talked, me and her, about Lily Trotters a little bit, but not like a ton. And she's always posting on her Instagram about Lily Trotters. And we've been trying to get Lily Trotters on the podcast. So, if you can help, let us know. But, um, <laughs> I don't really know a ton about Lily Trotters. And now I have two people who are Lily Trotter ambassadors, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I want to hear more about this group. Well, they're amazing compression socks. Even before I was an ambassador for them, I owned a ton of pairs of mm-hmm. them because I stand on my feet all day for work. So I was finding that when I was running long distance, my legs just felt tired all the time. Yeah. So they were a game changer for me. I was like, oh, my legs don't feel as sore. And I don't know if that was like a placebo or if it was really working, but it felt amazing. So now I just have a million pairs. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so before I bought, like, I think it's very similar. I had a ton of pairs before I got interested in, like, 
before I really knew a lot about the company and before getting involved in the ambassador program, um, I owned a lot because um, compression socks can be kind of odd. They can either be, some of them are too tight. They're almost at like a medical grade where you, they're too tight to wear, um, especially, you know, especially if you're going to wear them to work all day. Um, but then also I don't, I'm a, I'm a girl and maybe this is somewhat vain sounding, but I don't like if I put on a pair of compression socks that has like a design of some sort. And then once I put them on the design, like spreads out over my legs and looks weird. Oh, <laughs> why? Gotcha. I feel the same way. I hated that. <laughs> and I always felt like they were too tight or the design got weird Especially mm -hmm. if you have bigger calves. And I was like, I don't like this at all. So, yeah. So that's why I started. That's why I really like that was when I decided I liked these and then bought a ton of them um, for that. A lot of it was that reason. They're not too tight. They have a like a they kind of. I don't know. They have an edge at the top that kind of flutes out so it doesn't dig into your skin um it's hard hmm. to describe but and then also they just they look good on any size of leg which i appreciate because they are like they're a women-led women-oriented company um but then once you once there was an ambassador call and like i applied um, and got to know the company, I found out that they also champion a lot of women's, like, women's causes. And they do a lot to um, advance, like, women's initiatives. And so then that just made me loyal forever, I think. Um, I mean, essentially, it seems like there is an empowerment movement connected to the product. And that's at least the, set, the, the sense that I get from their social media platforms. Is that something that drew you in, Mies, to the organization once you were you like, hey, these socks feel great, but, oh, there's a little bit more to these people than just a product? Oh, definitely, because I feel that it's really important for businesses that I'm supporting, especially women-led um, that they're championing, champion, well, my goodness, championing <laughs> women's causes and also not afraid to talk about social issues that might be uncomfortable. Like uh -huh. I want to know that I'm, you know, representing a brand that's representing things that I feel strongly about um, and right. not just like fluffy things, like things that have some like substance to them. Yeah. So like knowing them. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that if you are um, telling people to, I don't want to tell people that I like support something. If once they purchase a product, like proceeds from those purchases don't go to things that I support. And so this is definitely a, you can support a, women's led business. It's a small business. Um, and they use their money wisely, um, for a lot of different causes. Um, they have, they've spent a lot of time, um, just on any of the recent social kind of issues that have come up. Um, there, there were entire campaigns that they had 
that were going to be like ad campaigns that um, when the Black Lives Matter kind of movement started, they just shut those down because they thought it was more important to focus on that. And I can respect that in a company. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really unique about them and really neat. And the other thing that I thought was really cool is that I could go on their website and that I could see you guys on there because you're <laughs> on their website. Yeah, we are. <laughs> How cool is that? Like I'm feels- looking at Mies and I'm looking at Allison right now on their website. <laughs> Sometimes it feels kind of surreal. I I felt really strongly about their Battle Axe campaign last year. I really liked what that was about that. Um, the whole premise behind it was reclaiming the word battle axe to represent strong women and what we feel are our strengths rather than having it be a negative connotation. Yeah. So that was cool to be part of that. And then Allison and I were in a video together, which was really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Which is also surreal. Um, They they really push us out of, (laughs) push us out of our comfort zone. (laughs) Well, Mise, it sounds like you have the same, uh, I don't want to call it affliction, but you have the same thing that Allison has where you refuse maybe to accept or recognize how awesome, special, and strong you are sometimes. Um, I'm constantly trying to remind Allison of the things that she accomplishes and the crazy races and distances she does because she does things that I don't know anyone else can do. And it sounds like you do a lot of the same things. So. Both battle axes, in my opinion, and I'm I love that they reached out to both of you because it's well well deserved, and you're the type of people who should be leading these movements, and you're the type of people I think that should be the role models for girls and women out there who want to get into this sport because too often what do we see? We just see like the Instagram bodies that are just out there to show off their core, like, oh, look how many ab workouts I did. And it's like, come on. I want real strong women who are passionate about what they do, are good at what they do, and are great role models. And I just, I love the fact that I've met a doppelganger of Allison. This is like blowing my mind. There's more of you out there. It's so cool. As we both sit here and kind of nervously laugh. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, now he's talking about us. Afterwards, I'm going to get a note from both of you. Could you just cut that whole section out where you talked about us all like that? Do you remember when you said we were cool? It was awkward. (laughs) Can you just uh, edit out my awkward laughing? (laughs) Exactly. I feel the same way. Um, Have you guys ever talked about getting together and doing a race together? No, we um, actually haven't. Wait, no, we talked about getting a tattoo together. Yeah, we talked oh. about that. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> I think we just um, said we liked each other's tattoos and we should do that together sometime. I think I, I, think I said I wanted to come out and have like get a tattoo and then do maybe a trail run. And now I want to add that I want you to make my hair purple. Um. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. You that, Let's bring together the world of racing and tattoos. Because me and Allison both love tattoos. Mm-hmm. And we both love races. So we need something where you go race and then right afterwards you get a tattoo. I no, mean, that, that is my They're, idea. That's happening People this weekend. That, right? Or that happened. I mean, you can get Havelina 100 and... Um, 
in the Southwest was this past weekend and they have tattoos at the end of the race. Oh man, that's cool. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. That race looks wild, but I have to say I hate runs where I get sand in between my toes. That's the only time I get blisters. And that is the one yeah. thing that I'm like, I don't know that I want to do it for that reason. Oh, I was, I'm, I've got it possibly on my list for next year. I think I want to do it. It looks like so much fun. I'm not going to wear a costume though. I'm, that's not me. Um, no. Oh, is, is it a costume thing? But a lot of people wear them. Um, it's a, it's a race. That's a big party. I would say. Yeah. In it a good way. so much fun. Yeah. In a good yeah. way. Well, I would think being up in Massachusetts, I mean, I lived up in your neck of the woods for 18 years your running season's a little shorter than at allison's <laughs> what do you do in the winter time when you get all that crappy white snow <laughs> I she's ran a trail runner <laughs> she goes I outside ran, yeah <laughs> crazy so my people. birthday is in february and we had a snowstorm on my birthday so i went out and i ran the start of the snowstorm so i could get my birthday run in I can't stand running in snow or ice. I don't no. know. It's snow not fun. Snow and ice is way different, though. Running in the snow is great. Running in the snow is really fun. I don't love running in the ice because there's only so much traction you can wear yeah. before it still sucks. Yeah. And I'm, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I, I am a, like, I'm a fall risk. I fall all the time, so... I just figure I'm not going to add in not necessarily ice to that equation, but snow <laughs> I'm all over. So even if it is icy in my neighborhood, sometimes I'll still run and I'll just run in the grass next to the sidewalk. But there's an element, Allison, that you're not aware of maybe because you're not from New England here, where Mies lives in the state with the worst drivers in the country. So <laughs> yes. you have that element added True. to the danger of running in the wintertime. <laughs> There's nothing like um, the snowbanks being about three feet taller than oh, you. Man. <laughs> yes. And the sidewalks, some people just decide not to clear their sidewalks. So then you have to climb over snowbanks and go out into the road. And that gets kind of sketchy sometimes. Oh, that brings me back. We were walkers in school growing up. And yes, the, the banks would be so high. They'd be above our head. <laughs> yeah. And you'd feel like you're walking to school in a tunnel, which was delightful as an eight-year-old. But then when high school came around, not so much fun. I, I was over it by that point. Usually if, if the snow gets so deep, I'll switch to snowshoes and start snowshoeing because I don't love post holing and like the trail systems after a certain point. They get so deep and then it freezes over and then that's too much ice even for like traction yeah. to try to run on. So what do you do for for what's your preferred method of of traction? I do Catula nano spikes usually if I'm doing okay. if it's icy or like snow but not too bad. They just came out with new spikes though, and they have a little bit more they're a little bit more um, bulk to them. So I'm going to try them out this winter, I think, for they would have been good on days when it was a little bit too much for the nano spikes. Do you have any bucket race, uh, bucket list races that you're you're always been thinking about doing and traveling around the country to check out? I do. And it's not in the U.S. 
Okay. Ooh, I really want to do the Carryway Ultra, but the probably the Ultra Light, the 60K. It's on the coast, like along the Ring of Kerry. I saw it, like I stumbled upon it on, I think maybe on Instagram or like a running group. And it just looks amazing, but it's a challenging race. So I don't think that I could, <laughs> I would be up for the full, full ultra, but the ultra light looks really appealing to me. Allison, is that one that you are familiar with? I'm not, this is new, but I'm ready to go just whenever you're ready. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we can get an international tattoo after. Oh, I did do that the first time I went to Ireland. Oh, even better. I got a tattoo and the tattoo artist was like, "Um, do you have other tattoos? And I said, oh, yeah, this is like for fun. Like, this is totally cheesy and I want to get it to be cheesy. And she's like, all right, let's do it then. (laughs) (laughs) She was afraid you weren't going to like it. I think she thought it was my first, like she was worried it was my first tattoo. And I was like, I want to get a shamrock in Ireland. And I was like, oh, no, this is like totally is a joke because my friends didn't think I would really do it. (laughs) I I see where this podcast is headed. Here in about a year, it's going to be called the Tat Trail Sisters Traveling Podcast. (laughs) It's going to be Allison and me (laughs) traveling the world, getting tattoos and racing and talking about it. Yeah. I will be a subscriber. I I will listen in. (laughs) I'll even edit it for you if you guys like. (laughs) I don't don't see what the problem is. (laughs) So, Mies, we have a little thing that we do for our athletes in the oven, which is kind of a fun thing. And I know that you're a listener to our podcast, which, by the way, thank you for listening. We always like hearing about people who like to listen to our nonsense. So thank you for that. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, we have a little game that we like to play with our athletes in the oven. We're a little would you rather. And generally, I come with some absurd, dangerous things. And then Allison comes with actually meaningful challenges. <laughs> but it's always interesting to see if our guest agrees with myself or with Allison. Usually they agree with Allison. But we've got some written up for you that Allison made. Allison, do you want to uh, venture into the would you rathers? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. Okay, the first one, um, the first one is not running related, but I I don't know if if, if it'll be difficult for you. Um, would you rather know what animals are thinking, or be able to talk with plants? Oh, that's a hard one. What? I thought it would be. <laughs> she loves plants. Okay, that's um, fair. <laughs> I think I'd rather know what animals are thinking. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) Plants, one million percent. Talk with plants, really? Yes, yes. Because I feel with animals, (laughs) there's so many animals and they're in very... I I just feel like it would be a lot of feed me, food, 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 pet me, feed... Because I'm a dog guy and I feel like it would be (laughs) drowning all the time. And it would drive me crazy. No, I dream of what's of knowing what's going on in Moon's head. So. <laughs> but would you like be worried if they didn't like you? They were like, stupid I'd, human, just give me my kibble already. I'd be like heartbroken if they didn't really like me. I mean, I'd be devastated, but I need to know. So. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, you can talk to your plants all the time anyways. 
they just don't answer back. <laughs> right. Isn't there a study that they they showed if you yell at your plants or if you give nice affirmations that they'll grow differently? I'm pretty sure there was a study of that. Yes. They, there oh. was a study that said when you talk to them positively, it helped them grow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what's going on on the windowsill in my kitchen right now. I'm going to need to <laughs> change that up. <laughs> So. <laughs> oh, so you agree with Allison for the first one. No surprise. Okay. Okay. Would you rather run a mile in a snowsuit when it's 80 degrees and humid yeah. or a mile in a bathing suit when it's 28 degrees? Oh, God, that's tough. I think... I think I'd rather run... A mile in a bathing suit in the cold. Me too. For sure. Because you're from Massachusetts. You probably <laughs> do that anyway. <laughs> I am always freezing. I run. All of the women in my group always laugh because I run in multiple pairs of pants and multiple pairs of socks and like four tops. Wow. In the cold. I don't. I couldn't do multiple pairs of pants. That would drive no. me crazy. In the winter, I will do two pairs of pants at least, or like a you know a running skirt or something. I'm always cold, so I always have at least two pairs of socks and two pairs of pants. See, I'm going with the snowsuit in the <laughs> no, 80 degrees. I no. hate the cold weather. It's why I abandoned New England as fast as I could. I cannot no. do it. I cannot oh, no. stand to be that hot. Do you heard the humid part, right? Oh God, the humidity! I would die. But how far like, was the distance again? A mile? It's just a mile, but... Yeah, it's just a mile. I can do it. Ugh. What if I made it a 5K? Would you change your answer? I mean, I can run really, really slowly. Oh, do, like, I don't know. Walk. But that's like, that's in a wet, hot blanket. I mean... Ugh, no. I think I'd pass out a 5K on, at some point. Yeah, I would definitely when pass out. Yeah, when it's 80 degrees and humid. Okay, I can see here that my opinion is not going to be accepted here, so... <laughs> we are not having it. We don't like this. <laughs> it's the humidity. If it was 80 Oof. degrees and not humid, maybe. Yeah, but, 80 oh. and minimum 80% humidity. I'm oh, changing God. the rules as I you go. You keep changing it game. to make me change my no, mind. I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> because I don't like your answer. Um, <laughs> you can call it 50K. I'm still wearing it. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. I mean, <laughs> you can't get the snowsuit off me. Sorry, it's staying off. Ugh. Well, you oh, well, no, no one's gonna want to take it off after that heat and humidity. No, no. one's gonna want to <laughs> know what's going on in there. So. Okay, move it on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last one. I think I tried to make this a little difficult just because of maybe the the distance and ultra running factor. Um, would you rather be able to run as long as you want every single day? but only on a treadmill or only be able to run a mile at a time, but it's on a beautiful path outside. I think I would go for a mile outside. And I meant I... that as in like in one day, you can't do more than a mile. Oh, Oh, that's, that's tough. Come on. That's really hard. Could I, told I still you they be were walking not... outside? <laughs> I, I didn't my... include it, so if you need to make some allowances, I'll I'll allow it. 
If I could still walk outside any distance I wanted on trails, then I would take the running on the treadmill any distance because that's a gift to be able to run distance on a treadmill. I hate it. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the treadmill. The I like treadmill. your choice. That would be my choice as well. Of course it would. <laughs> What would I don't even like doing. I don't even like doing a half mile on the stupid treadmill. I despise that thing. So as long as I can ride my bike, yeah, I'm going to do the one mile a day run. I'm in. That sounds actually it sounds lovely. I don't have to run longer than a mile. Thank you. <laughs> See, and that's how I ended up running outside in the winter because I was like, I can't do runs on the treadmill that are long unless I really have to. Unless there's no way I can run outside. Oh, I actually look outside. forward to it now. I've something weird has happened to me and I actually like look forward to a really long treadmill run now. Really? I don't know why. Right? Isn't she crazy? <laughs> How I many you like did like tw- gift, 20 miles the other day? Was it 20? Yes. Yeah, on a treadmill. I mean, I'd like Wild. to get to that place cuz I feel like that's a gift and it's not miserable. I just do a mile on the treadmill and I'm like, God, when is this going to end? <laughs> Preach. Amen. That is exactly how I feel. I want my, my next goal is a marathon on the treadmill. So, Oh God. Whew. Maybe by the end of the year. So we'll see. Maybe you by the end close. of the day. <laughs> You're only six miles away, right? 6.2 there. So <laughs> just got a 10 K. You got this. Just tune in two weeks from now, and she's probably will have done four of them by then. So I'm not, I'm not, this isn't even a thing. (laughs) Well, Mies, if people want to reach out and learn more about some of the causes or organizations that you're part of, how can they find you? Um, So you can find Tuesdays for Trash on Instagram at, at, T4T underscore MA. Okay. And then I forgot to include that on there. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Little Me Sunshine. And then if you are interested in seeing what I do for hair, which we didn't even really talk about, it's at Color Me's Crazy on Instagram as well. Yeah, that's and worth then- the follow because you are amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and then if anyone is in the Worcester area and wants to join uh, Trail Sisters Worcester, you just look us up on Facebook at Trail Sisters Worcester. And you said there was 80 or so groups of Trail Sisters. Is that right? So, Yep. So if you go on to the Trail Sisters website, you can look up local groups in your area. So if you're interested in just joining a trail sisters group, all of them are all pieces. Welcome. No drop. Um, very inclusive groups. You can find that through the trail sisters website. It's trailsisters.net. And they have now the trail sisters communities, um, which that would link you through on the website. And that's how you could find your local group. So mine is still on Facebook. We also have a group on the, the Trail Sisters community page. But that's where most of Trail Sisters is now. 
I'm just so grateful and glad I got to meet you. I've never been happier to be outnumbered in my life. Like this has been a real pleasure for me to have you come on to our podcast and talk to us. Well, thank you for having me. It's fun to talk about running and all the other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And not weird at all, right? (laughs) No, totally not. I truly hope that you two someday get together and get a tattoo and do a little run together. It's like a dream of mine now. So let's let's make that happen. <laughs> I know. I really hope we can make that happen too. That would be awesome. I think that would be fantastic, actually. Thank you guys for having me on. This was yeah, fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is really exciting for me. And uh, next time you do a, a, a race or something new, or if you ever do your bucket list race, let us know. We'll have you come back on. We'll talk all about it. Absolutely. I will. I have some big race plans for next year. Ooh, yay. So. All right. We're bringing yeah. you back then. It's official. Yep. <laughs> All right, Mies. Well, thank All you right. so much again for coming. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> we swim and we back and then we run. Not here for a trophy. We're just here to have some fun. Allison and Noah. Better have a cookie waiting at the finish line. We don't care if you slow or fast, cause all are welcome on the post race cookie cast. Yes, all are welcome on post race cookie cast.